these two types of carbs are two different animals when it comes to the impact on your blood sugar. And this distinction is hugely important when your goal is weight loss, improved health, or better blood sugar balance. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hi, I'm so excited you're here. I love talking about today's topic, and I cannot wait to dig in on the carb confusion with you. But first, are you already out walking? You got your shoes on? You ready for our walk and talk? I'm really excited to get this walk in with you today. So here we go. Are carbs the enemy when it comes to your waistline? Do carbs make you fat or what? Let's unravel the truth and shed some light on this debated topic? The answer is not black and white because there are so many factors at play. It's all about finding what works best for you, your unique body and goals. So let's put an end to the carb confusion and discover your perfect equation. By the way, did you just hear that I said discover? Let's discover it. All right. Love talking about carbs. And I just have to say this. What a completely one end of the spectrum to the other topic is out there, right? So I hope that today my goal is to help you really gain an understanding of what carbs do exactly And what are some of the variables around carbs? And do carbs make you fat? Do we need them? We're going to get into all the goodness. And you want to stick around till the very end because I'm going to teach you about something that is mind-boggling. It's called resistance starch. And if you've never heard of it before, trust me, you are going to want to hear what God's to say about resistant starch. Yeah? All right. So just remember that what are carbohydrates? They're just one of three main nutrients in food. 
the other two being protein and fat. So very simply, we've got carbohydrates, we've got protein, and we've got fat. And each of those three things has a different job and causes different processes in the body. Carbs are a fuel source for the body. Remember that because we're going to be coming back to that later. So the two main types of carbs are this. Number one is sugars, like the kinds in milk, fruit, table sugar, candy. And the other type of carbs are starches, found in grains, breads, crackers, pasta. Simple enough, right? We got sugars and we've got starches. That's the two main types of carbohydrates. Now, I categorize carbs a bit differently, which is very helpful when your goal is weight loss, improved health, better blood sugar balance. And we're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes. So again, we have sugar and starch. Are you with me so far? And by the way, today I'm going to do fact or fiction a little bit different, just to kind of mix things up and get all crazy up in here. We're going to do a fact or fiction, kind of like a quiz, so I can see if you've been paying attention. So you better listen up and let's see if you ace the quiz. All right, so let me say this. Have you ever heard of the term refined carbs? Most likely, right? I want to make sure that we are on the same page as far as what does that mean exactly when we say refined carbs? So here's very simple. It means very low to no fiber carbohydrates and overly processed. So let me give you some examples just to make sure you're with me here. Refined carbs, store-bought bread, fast food, candy, cereals, packaged quick oats, white pastas, chips, cookies, donuts, I think you get my drift. <laughs> and a diet high in refined carbs on a regular basis often leads to blood sugar issues, high triglyceride levels, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, high LDL cholesterol, that's the kind of cholesterol that we don't want to have high, and insulin resistance. You with me? In other words, refined carbs... We, you know, we need to have some food for fun, but we don't want to be really um, having too much of those in our diet every single day. Now let's talk about what happens when we eat carbohydrates. All right, going to give you a very simple explanation. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you're like, I know, Alicia, I already know. Well, hold on, smarty pants, my sweet little rever. Siri's talking to me in the background. Um, because I'm going to make sure everybody understands this. So what happens when we eat carbs? The body breaks down carbs into the sugar glucose, which the body's cells will use. Glucose is absorbed into the bloodstream, which makes the sugar level in the blood go up. And that's what we call blood sugar. 
As the sugar level rises in the body, the pancreas releases the hormone insulin. Insulin helps move glucose from the bloodstream into the cells where it can be used as a source of energy. And we're going to be circling back to this in a moment. But I just wanted to make sure that we all understood the basics of what happens inside the body when we eat carbs. Now we're going to dig into how I categorize carbs. And this is such an important idea for you to grasp. So please listen up to this. If you're walking and and you're looking around right now, all right, listen in. I want you to hear this part because this might just be a huge game changer for you. Because of their similar structures, sugars, starches, and fiber are all considered carbs. But remember, fiber is very different in the way it affects the body, the blood sugar, and the metabolism. I just want to make sure that if you're sitting here saying, wait a second, you said there's two kinds of carbs, sugar and starches, but now you're saying sugar, starch, and fiber are all carbs. Right, because fiber will be, or it can be, not always, but it can be in a starchy carb. It can be in a sugary carb. Does that make sense? So for example, an apple is going to be considered a sugary carb because it's a fruit and it has sugar in it, but it also has fiber, right? Is that making sense to you? Okay. So again, carbohydrates break down into glucose and raise your blood sugar. Now, how do I categorize carbs? And this is what I teach inside my program, The Rev Method. I categorize carbs also into two categories, but I categorize them as fibrous carbs And then the other category is starchy slash sugary carbs. I usually just say starchy carbs. And so when I say starchy carbs, I'm also referring, because I clump all sugary starchy carbs together. And what I mean by that is fibrous carbs are going to be carbs that have a good amount of fiber. And then the starchy slash sugary carbs, I categorize that as low to no fiber carbs. Why do I do it like this? Because they are two completely different animals when it comes to the impact on our blood sugar. And this distinction becomes very important when your goal is weight loss, boosting your health, or improving blood sugar and insulin resistance. So that's why I teach the breakdown between fibrous carbs, and sugary slash starchy carbs. Let's rewind for a second and go back to when we talked about what happens when the bod- in the body when we eat carbs. So remember we said that 
you eat carbs, they turn into glucose. The glucose goes in the blood sugar, or in the, I'm sorry, in the bloodstream. And then when that sugar in the blood is elevating, that hormone insulin has to come to remove the sugar from the bloodstream and deliver it to the cells to be used as energy, right? Here's where the distinction comes between fibrous carbs and then sugary slash starchy carbs with little to no fiber. All right. When we eat these carbs that have little to no fiber, the starchy, sugary carbs, I'm just going to start saying starchy, the blood sugar is going to go so much higher because of the absence of fiber. In response to this, when the body releases the insulin, your pancreas releases insulin to lower the blood sugar, it has to release a lot more because your blood sugar is higher. The higher your blood sugar, the more insulin has to be released. Why is this problematic? Because until your insulin levels return back to balance, your body cannot burn fat. It will not tap in to stored fat. It will only store, store fat. So think about this. If you're eating these, you know, like we said, refined carbs, right? If you're eating these refined carbs throughout the day, you're getting this huge surge of insulin coming out and it could take three hours, maybe four hours for those insulin levels to come back down. So that means your body can't burn fat for three to four hours. And then you eat them again, a little sneaky snack here and there. And it's just going to keep happening. The other problem with this is over time when we have this constant surge of high blood sugar, high amounts of insulin, it can lead to what we know is called insulin resistance. And I think it's in episode eight that I talk about that. So if you're not quite sure about insulin resistance, which guess what? A lot of people have. You're going to want to go listen to that episode. But now let's talk about fibrous carbs and the difference. Fiber helps almost imagine it like a screen. It helps to damper that blood sugar. Basically, what's going to happen is it allows the body to release that glucose, the, the sugar that goes into the bloodstream. It releases it less over a longer amount of time, which means less insulin. And that's a good thing. So when we eat these fibrous carbs, our blood sugar doesn't go up as high, which means less of an insulin spike. Is this making sense to you? The other problem that I want to mention quickly before we move on is when insulin takes that blood sugar, and I told you it goes to the cells, and again, I've talked about this before. 
The first stop is going to be your liver and your muscles. So insulin is going to take some of this sugar and it's going to put it in your liver and your muscles. But only so much can be stored in those areas. If you're not using this sugar as an immediate form of energy, whatever doesn't fit in your liver and muscles gets stored as fat. Just, that's, ugh, we don't like that, right? <laughs> so these refined types of carbs break down to large amounts of glucose, cause a greater spike in blood sugar. We have to release larger amounts of insulin. And then because there's so much of the blood sugar, most likely you're going to end up having some stored as fat, especially if your liver and muscles are already full because you overrate these foods in a previous meal. The glucose will be converted into a triglyceride and then stored as fat or just linger in the bloodstream. Basically, we want to eat fibrous carbs. Ride the fiber train, my friend. <laughs> okay? And meanwhile, you know, when you're full of a large amount of insulin, that's going to shut down that fat burning for an even longer period of time, which I mentioned. But that's not all. Remember what goes up must come down. When your blood sugar spikes, it will eventually crash. So now your blood sugar is dropping, but you're still full of insulin. Guess what happens? You start to crave more carbs. Why? Eating carbs is the fastest and easiest way for your body to get glucose in your bloodstream. So your body, you're starting to crash, right? Is this making sense? Our blood sugar's high and we're starting to crash. And the body can sense that the blood sugar is about to start dropping. And you're already full of insulin. Now your body is starting to panic because it senses this blood sugar crash coming. And it wants to make sure that your blood sugar levels don't drop low because that can mean low energy. So when your body thinks that you're, you're starving essentially or that you're running low on blood sugar because your blood sugar is crashing, your hormones kick in to make you crave foods that are a quick fix. It doesn't matter if your blood sugar is still within a healthy range because your body senses the crash is coming. It doesn't matter that you just ate 90 minutes ago. When your blood sugar is starting to drop at a dramatic level and you have excess insulin in your bloodstream, it will trigger carbohydrate cravings. The reality is you're not physically hungry. Instead, you're hormonally hungry and full of insulin. Ugh, I know. I'm, I'm going to tell you some good things in just a second. So, you know, don't, don't think this is all doom and gloom. But I hope you're starting to really kind of understand the way that carbs work 
And this is why for me, it's such a problem when people say, you know, calories are calories. No, they're not. They really aren't because everything has a different job inside the body. So we can't, we can't just clump all calories together. Well, let's try this new little thing that I want to do today. And let's do a fact or fiction roundup. Should we call it that? Fact or fiction roundup? I'm going to ask you a couple questions to see if you've been paying attention. You ready? Fact or fiction? All right. Fact or fiction number one. The three main categories of nutrients in the food, often referred to as macronutrients, are protein, fat, and fiber. That's fiction. It's protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Yes. Okay. Ready for the next one? Fact or fiction? Refined carbohydrates, fact or fiction. Refined carbohydrates refer to a type of carbohydrates eaten by the elite people. (laughs) I am over here cracking myself up. Refined carbohydrates are carbohydrates eaten by royalty. Dude, I don't even know where I'm going for that. It makes sense in my head, but it's not coming out right. Okay, so that's fiction. Refined carbs mean no fiber or really little amount of fiber and overly processed. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay, I'll do better on the next one. Let's do one more. One more. All right. When you eat, fact or fiction, when you eat fibrous carbs. It helps your blood sugar to not go so high, which means less insulin gets released. Yeah, that's fact. All right. Are you ready to move on (laughs) with my refined carbs? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, here we go. Now, this this is what we really need to dig in on. Do carbs make you fat? Oh, this has so many variables. I'm going to do my best to break this all down. Because this is such an individual thing. It depends on so much. It depends on your age, your gender, how active you are. So many things, Rever. But let's let's try and decode this, and hopefully you're going to be like, I understand it all now. All right, here we go. So first remember back to what I said in the beginning of this podcast about really simplistically what are carbs? Carbs are a fuel source for the body. That's what I want you to think of carbs as. Carbs are fuel. Now, imagine... And I'm gonna, and hopefully this analogy makes sense. Cause again, this is one of those things where it makes sense in my head, but then when I say it, it might not make any sense out loud. 
Let's try it. Okay. Let's pretend that a car is your body. So I want you to imagine the most badass car, the car of your dreams. Mine would probably be a 69 Chevy Camaro. Imagine the car of your dreams. That's your body. And gasoline is carbohydrates. Are you with me so far? All right, so the gasoline is the carbs. And this car is your body. Now, if you're not driving very often, or if you're barely driving at all, do you need to put a ton of gasoline in your car? And if you do, the gasoline's going to overflow. I mean, does this make sense? So it's the same with your car, with the carbs and your body. Yes, carbs can be useful. And I'm going to explain to you, there are times when you want to eat starchy carbs and you want your insulin to go up. So please do not take away from this that insulin is bad. It is not. But too much insulin all the time is not a good thing. So in a second, I'm going to dig into explaining, I guess what we could call carb timing. But for now, I want to expand on this thought of, all right, carbs are a fuel source. So think about it. If you are not active, if you have a desk job, if you are not exercising, if you are sitting around all the time, not doing much of anything, do you need a lot of carbohydrates? Do you need a lot of gasoline in the tank? Nope. And as we age, women over 40, and, and some men too, start to have a harder time processing carbohydrates. Now, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that a lot of women, as they age, lose muscle mass. And that's going to be one of the variables that I'm going to explain. But the more active you are, the more you're going to need that fuel. I hope this makes sense. So if I'm driving a lot, I got to put more gasoline in my car. It's that simple. So it's not that carbs are bad at all. But what it is, is that if you don't need a ton of fuel to get through your day, you don't need a ton of carbs. What I do want you focusing on, Rever, is protein. I want you to focus on your protein. That is where I want you to put all of your effort. And once you nail that, then you can start to dilly-dally around with the carbs. But for now, whatever you want to weigh, your ideal weight in pounds, that's how many grams of protein I want you to aim for to get in a day. Just doing that, step one, is going to make a huge difference. But let's get back to the carbs because that's what this podcast is all about. All right, so... As we age, it's harder for our body to process carbs. And I'm talking specifically about the sugary, starchy carbs with little to no fiber. Takeaway here is ride the fiber train. Get those fibrous carbs. So who needs 
a higher carb intake. Because yeah, there are people that need a higher carb intake. And I think right away, you should kind of be able to guess who that population might be. I mean, of course, yeah, like children, because why? They're so active. Their metabolisms are amazing. But let's talk about adults. So younger adults are going to be much better at processing carbohydrates. Endurance athletes, because they need to fuel their engine. They need more gasoline in the tank because they're using it. Um, you know, people who are strength training, that's the big takeaway. I see these Instagram accounts where the influencer is telling people that what bullshit it is that eating carbs is bad for you. And I agree to an extent. However, most of the time, these people who are, you know, they're shredded and their audience is also lifting weights on a regular basis, that's a whole different ballgame, which I'm going to get into right now. So that's another one of the variables. So, so let me just quickly, because I feel like I'm kind of all over the place right now, um, I'm enjoying this walk with you too much, and, I'm, and I, I need to bring it back home and focus. Variables. Your age. If you are over 40, it's going to be harder for you to process those sugary, starchy carbs. There's multiple reasons, but, I mean, hormonally, there's all kinds of reasons, but a big one is going to be, as we're losing muscle mass, our body has a harder time processing carbohydrates. Okay, that's variable number one. Gender is going to be a variable because men tend to have more muscle mass than we do, right? And they have more testosterone, right? Another variable is going to be, how, what's your overall activity look like? Are you active? And I'm not talking about working out. I'm just saying, are you active? Are you getting 10,000 steps a day? Are you on your feet all day? That's another variable. The fourth variable I want to talk about, are you working out? And by working out, I don't mean taking a yoga class. I'm talking about lifting weights, doing high-intensity intervals, hard, working out hard, and whatever that means for you. Don't compare yourself to the CrossFitters down the street. I'm talking about working out hard for you. That's another variable, okay? Um, so there we have four variables, age, gender, overall activity, are you working out? Are there any other variables that I want to talk about right now? Oh, yeah, duh, the fifth one. Are you having blood sugar issues, which means you're insulin resistant? That is another variable. You got to scale back on the carbs for a while. Give your cells a break. Help them to be more sensitive to the insulin. A lot of times, if you can do that, you're starting to become more insulin sensitive, which is the opposite of insulin resistant. Your blood sugar gets better. Then you can start to slowly reintroduce those carbohydrates, right? Okay, we got to move on, but I just want to make sure. Age, gender, overall activity, are you working out? And I mean like lifting weights. And number five, do you have blood sugar issues and insulin resistance? 
those are the five big, huge variables that we need to stop and think about before we are carb loading, okay? Before we're having a carb extravaganza. Moving on. So who needs a higher carb intake? I just went over that, but I want to bring it back to working out. So this brings up the whole, what some people call carb timing. I think that's really making it um, a little bit overly complicated. There are times when we want those starchy carbs and when we want our insulin levels to go up. Let me explain why. Insulin is an anabolic hormone. Anabolic means building up. So insulin wants to either build up fat or it wants to build up muscle. When you work out, and again, I'm talking about an intense workout, and please, if you're not lifting weights, please start lifting weights. And body weight counts as lifting weights, especially in the beginning. And I have so many different workouts on my YouTube channel, Stress Monkey TV. There's a link in the show notes. You could start there. Just start somewhere. Your focus should be getting stronger. When we work out, when you are done working out, and it doesn't have to be within 30 minutes of working out like we used to think, within a couple hours of working out. Oh, God, Siri keeps talking to me, you guys. She's driving me nuts. You have this window where your muscles are very insulin sensitive, again, which is a good thing. And I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole, so don't worry. But the point is, after a workout, when you lift weights or do some type of intense workout, you want to eat, listen to what I'm saying right now, starchy carbs and lean protein. We want to try to avoid fat. Okay? Starchy carbs and lean protein. This is going to be a perfect combination to help your body to build lean muscle. Let me give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, a chicken breast with the sweet potato. Salt and cinnamon on a sweet potato is absolutely incredible. You don't need to put butter. Um, rice and grilled fish. Oatmeal with some banana. Put some protein powder in the oatmeal because you need that protein. Making sense? Okay. Now, I want to talk, I'm going to just touch on this because we're already about halfway through our walk. And I don't know, like we just, I like to keep these, I try to keep these to about 30 to 35 minutes. So this is going to be a little bit longer. But quickly, I want to talk about the relationship between fats and carbs. This is something else you got to understand. After this, I'm going to talk about resistant starch, which is going to blow your mind. And then, and then we can be done with our walk for today. All right, the relationship between fat and carbs. They have an inversely proportionate relationship, meaning when fat is high, you want carbs to be low or non-existent. When carbs are high, you want fat to be low or non-existent, or you're having a little bit of both. And again, I got to do a whole episode probably on, on how fat cells work. But basically, I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine a circle in front of your face right now. Just draw the outline of a circle in your mind. 
On the left-hand side, I want you to see two doors going into the fat cell. And on the right-hand side, I want you to see one door coming out. The two doors on the left, those are the things that go into the fat cell. That is carbohydrates. Really, it's glucose, but that's the glucose comes from the carbohydrates, all right? So carbohydrates go in one door. The other door is fat. And inside the fat cell, it all becomes fat. The one door out, the exit door, obviously fat exits because it's a fat cell, so inside the cell is fat. So the takeaway that I'm trying to explain to you here is when you're eating things that have a lot of carbs and a lot of fat, it's going to be much easier for your body to store fat, okay? Because those two doorways go into the fat cell. So you really want to keep this in mind. And, and this is just a quick tip for somebody who really wants to build some lean muscle. If you work out in the morning, you really want to, again, after that workout, I would say within, you know, two to three hours, you want to get the starchy carb and the lean protein in. And we're keeping the fat low. Throughout the day, we're going to switch that. So maybe at lunchtime, you have a little bit of starch and a little bit of fat. And then at dinner, now you're having no carbs, no starch. I don't want to say no carbs because I want you to have vegetables. But you're going to have little to no starch at dinner. Now we want to have higher fat with protein. Okay, that was just a little quick side note. I hope that makes sense. So just think about that fat and carb relationship. And it's kind of funny because think about all the yummy things, right? And why they affect us so much, like pizza <laughs> or pasta with creamy sauce on top or a bagel with cream cheese, right? High fat, high carbs, no bueno. So just start to pay attention to that. But again, please just dial in your protein intake. That's step one, Rever, okay? All right, last thing I want to talk about, resistant starch. And then we'll stop this walk before our legs fall off. This is rad. What are resistant starches? It's a form of carbohydrates that acts like a fiber, is resistant to digestion, and instead feeds gut bacteria. In episode 18, we talked all about gut bacteria, how important it is. So basically, a resistant starch feeds that good gut bacteria. It's a type of carbohydrate that acts like a fiber. So you know right now, I'm going to tell you, it's freaking good. Resistant starch doesn't get digested in your small intestine. Instead, it ferments in your large intestine and feeds beneficial gut bacteria. So a resistant starch provides numerous health benefits. Check this out. Has fewer calories than regular starch. Resistant starches have only two and a half calories per gram, while a regular starch contains four calories per gram. So that's damn near half the amount of calories. Examples, green bananas. So not yellow or ripe, now it's a regular starch. 
So a green banana, if you're gonna make a smoothie with a banana, use a green banana because it's a resistant starch. Once it turns yellow and starts to ripen, it's now become a regular starch. Plantains are a resistant starch. Now this is where the shit gets wild. Cooking and cooling some starchy carbs will turn them into a resistant starch. I'm, I'm just letting that settle in. You take some regular starchy carbs, all right? And I'm gonna give you examples. You cook them, cool them, and then you reheat them to eat them. Now you've turned them into a resistant starch. So the process of cooking, cooling, reheating can turn some starches into resistant starch. Are you flipping excited right now? All right, so cooked and cooled. Rice, potatoes, oats, barley pearls, beans, and chickpeas. You're gonna cook them, then you're gonna wait a day or two to reheat them. And again, this process turns regular starches into resistant starch. And by the way, this also works with overnight oats. So the process of making overnight oats, even though you're not cooking them, the overnight soaking of the oats turns them into a resistant starch. Are you like freaking out right now? So give this a try. There's less of an impact on your blood sugar with resistant starch, less calories, and it helps boost your gut health by acting like a fiber and feeding your beneficial gut bacteria. What the heck is not to love? Here, I tell you what, Rever. Whew, I'm exhausted by this topic. And I'm sure later I'm gonna be like, oh, there's so many other things I could have said. But, but man, I hope that this has kind of helped to clear some things up for you as far as carbs go. But again, at the very core of it all, I want you to start to think of carbs as fibrous or starchy slash sugary. I want you to start to think carbs are fuel. So if I'm sitting on my duff all day long, that day, I'm just not gonna need as many carbs. But on the days where I'm really active, that day, hmm, I'll eat some more carbs. The other big takeaway I want you to take out in the world with you after today is when we are lifting weights or doing an intense workout, Within a couple hours after, I want you to eat lean protein and starchy carbs. Little to no fat. It's going to help to build that lean muscle. All right. Ooh, baby. That's good, right? I love talking about carbs. You want to hear more about carbs? Hey, if you have any more questions about carbs, you need to just, like, shoot me an email, and I'll talk about it. Okay, so I hope you have a really great rest of your day. Please leave me a rating, a review if you have time. It helps so much. The, the more ratings and reviews I get, the more they put my podcast out in front of other people. Um, and, you know, maybe share this with a friend and tell them, like, whoo, this is some good info. All right, Rever, I love you. I love walking with you. I hope you have a fantastic week. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.